Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters. I want to welcome you to another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. On the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello. Megan, we have a fantastic show today. I know. Yeah. I mean, this is really exciting. On the line with us today is Ann Kerchak, and she is Senior Director of Outdoor Exploration. How cool is that title, Megan? For the it's North an awesome title. I know. It's awesome. And we also have um, Adrian Benepe who is Senior Vice President for the Trust for Public Lands, and they are here to talk about a very special campaign called Walls Are Meant for Climbing. And this campaign aims to spark conversation about building trust and community around and beyond climbing walls. Welcome to the show, Ann and Adrian. Thank you. Great to be on with you. And, you know, I have to say, I was impressed by both your biographies. And it sounded like you started at the North Face when you were like 10 years old. And then you went <laughs> and off it, and, and you did something else. Maybe you went back to elementary school. <laughs> and and then you went back in 2011. So you've had like this long career. And also, the really highlighted the fact of how many women you've mentored in the industry. So I think that's fantastic. Ah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Adrian. And Adrian, the outdoor industry is a fun industry to make a career out of. That's right. And Adrian, you have a very distinguished background in parks and recreation and just and you were the public commissioner for parks in New York City. And uh, as I said earlier, before we got on the line, the only thing that would make your resume better is if you were from Boston. Well, Boston is the birthplace of a great park system, Frederick Law Olmsted and the Emerald Empire. So I, I would have been go. honored to uh, there have, you go. have worked there as well. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that anyways. But it's great to have you on the show today. And Ian, why don't we start with you? Could you tell us, give us the background, give us the details, the overview of, of the campaign, Walls Are Meant for Climbing. So the Walls Are Meant for Climbing is a campaign that we launched in August to unite people and bring to life the community that is in and around climbing. And it's a, it's a really exciting campaign because not only is it starting conversation about about wall climbing walls and and the communities that people have found through their climbing experience, but there's also um, philanthropic components to it, um, as we'll, we'll talk about. We're making a, a sizable donation to the Trust for Public Lands to bring climbing walls into um, into urban environments and to and also to Paradox Sports, which works with adaptive climbing. So through um, starting this this campaign with conversation around the community of climbing, we also want to invite new people to to have uh, climbing experiences. That's fantastic. And we always like to see a really solid partnership between two organizations. Adrian, maybe you could tell us how this partnership got started between the Trust for Public Land and North Face. Well, it's been it's been a while in uh, getting started. Um, and it's because the Trust for Public Land is a nonprofit that works nationally, really across the scales from Main Street to Mountaintop. And this is really a great way to bring together Main Street and Mount, uh, Mountaintop. And what I mean by that is we, we work to protect large-scale landscapes in, uh, in the rural areas but also make parks and cities. This is the perfect bringing together that got started with one of the um, the climbers representing North Face, Conrad Anchor, who lives in Bozeman. And he got together with Maddie Pope, our Bozeman project director, working on a 
great new sort of central park for, for Bozeman called Story Mill Park. And we're going to be incorporating a, a quite elaborate climbing wall in this community park. And then one thing led to another. And um, this Walls Were Meant for Climbing partnership was born because it gives the North Face a way to get out into urban communities and bring the sport of climbing into inner cities. And we're really to- so totally excited about that. So this is the we've first. We've been watching the Trust for Public Lands for for some time, mm-hmm. and and we've been looking for a way to partner with them. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is to be able to work with them. You know, with this brand campaign has just been the answer to what we've been looking for. Hey Adrian, I had a, a follow up question for you on on your partnership with North Face, but just to concerns partnerships in general. I haven't seen a lot of even as a cause marketer, I haven't seen a lot of partnerships with uh, the Trust for Public Lands. Is is corporate partnerships new for you? Um, are you working with other partners? You know, it's something that we have tried to do episodically, but mm. you know what's happened really in the last five years is Trust for Public Land has doubled down on its urban work. Mm. Uh, you, know, or, you know, we used to work on land conservation primarily, and we were doing land deals that took many years, and you kind of want to do those quietly until the deal is done. Our work in cities gives us much greater opportunities for corporate partnerships, so so this is now something that's evolving, of course. Uh, this is a really a banner partnership mm. for us because the North Face has been identified for so many years with outdoor exploration, and uh, and it's also been interestingly a you know inner city sort of fashion brand. So the two really come together very nicely, and um, uh, we've been building playgrounds in cities now for a number of years. But this gives us a whole new thing to bring to parks and playgrounds in cities. I think it's such an important issue too. Like you, you hear a lot of you know outdoor in the outdoors, you know, in rural areas, pre- preserving huge national parks. But having that urban environment is really different. So kudos yeah. to both of you for making that an issue. Um, one of the well, things you know, eighty five percent, eighty five percent of Americans live in cities, and not right. all of them can get to the national parks. So if you want to get to people and help them to get healthy, it helps to do so in their own backyard. Well, you Absolutely. know, I think it's so important too, because I think when you look at, and we've had this conversation before on the show too, Megan, where we, we've we talked to people about national parks and in some instances, it is hard to get um, millennials and Gen Z yep. out into the woods, mainly because there is no really cell phone reception it. there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, they don't want to do anything that where they, where they can't have their phones. So, That's I not mean, true. These urban parks, you have to understand, Adrian and 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 um, um, Megan thinks she's the oldest millennial ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> so see how she's talking. She's already talking like she's millennial. But um, but I mean, when we talk about urban parks, so there's such an incredible opportunity there because you know this is something that the kids can go out and enjoy, as you very well know, Adrian, being in New York with all the parks there. Absolutely, because access is such an issue. And, you know, through our Explorer Fund grants, we give out grant monies to organizations that, you know, take people out into uh, outdoor experiences for their their first experiences. But what we love about these walls is they're going to be set up all the time. People don't need to sign up. They don't need to prearrange their day. They can just go to these parks and experience the walls without any any logistics. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I would add too that there's there's some good opportunities for us to partner with local parks departments, like city parks departments, 
But also there are, in fact, some terrific national parks in cities like Golden Gate National mm-hmm. Recreation mm-hmm. Area, the Bay Area uh, Gateway National Recreation Area here in New York City. And in fact, San Francisco and New York are two of the target cities, and we are already in conversations with some of our yeah. National Park Service partners, potentially to see if we could do something in a national park in a city, which would really be the best of both worlds. Yeah. One of the things that struck me about this... When you're in the National Park... Oh, Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, we were, one of the things that we're, we're really excited about Trust for Public Lands is when they go into a community to to install a wall, they work with the community on, on the look and the feel of the wall, so they get the community involved prior to the the wall being constructed. So you know, so that they're invested in it, um, so it, it doesn't happen on a on a drawing board in another city. That the the locals are a part of the process. Hey, Megan. Before we move on to our next question, let's recognize today's show sponsor, Catalyst. Catalyst is the industry's only matchmaking platform for companies and causes. Think of them like an online dating app for social good. At Catalyst, you can research companies, their customers, and the types of partnerships that they're looking for. Then you can actually connect with those companies. You can now try it out for free and find out which companies are right for your organization. Email members at gocatalyst.com. Again, members at gocatalyst.com with the code PODCAST17. Again, that's PODCAST17 to try out Catalyst for 14 days for free. Thank you, Catalyst, for sponsoring Cause Talk Radio. One of the things that really struck me when I first saw this campaign, um, and was, you know, you're, you're talking about walls are meant for climbing, and clearly it's a campaign about climbing walls. But really, there's some strong message of inclusion that come along with it that really resonate probably for some people in this in our current political climate. So I'm wondering if. North Face saw this as a little bit of a risky proposition. If there were some conversations internally about putting out a message talking about walls, when that's such a politically charged message in this right. day and age. Yeah, well, you know, we recognize that 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 would that um, would be that, that connection would be drawn by by people, but but we're we're comfortable with it because our core perspective is that you know the, the climbing community exists beyond the political arena. Mm-hmm. And is a, and the climate community is a part of of our of our world in our community. So we we realized it was a, a stretch of a conversation, but but we were we were comfortable with it, um, you know, because we've been connected with the climbing community since we started over 50 years ago, and uh, and you know it's it's really a message of inclusiveness, as you're saying, and and bringing people together. So uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, we we recognize that 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 coalition coalition would be drawn, but but we're we're, we're good with it. And as a trust for public land is a as a fifty year old you know national nonprofit, we're really proud to be associated not just with the brand but with the message they're putting out. Um, inclusion and equity are very important um, concepts for us. That you know, we're not just making parks, but we're you know, aiming our work at underserved communities yeah. at, at at people who are economically underserved, who are, who might be immigrant populations, and you know, no, nothing helps people come together like a park does. Mm. Absolutely, and 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 it's important to us to to make our values be known for our consumers to know what we stand for. Mm-hmm. So this this campaign really is a is a great opportunity for that, and the partnership with Trust for Public Lands really brings it home. Has uh, Adrian and Ann has it has the feedback been positive from everyone? Have you gotten any uh, negative feedback from people about it? Um, you know, on we've only gotten positive. Very positive. Yeah. That's good. 
No, I mean, I think the way you're... On this end, we've only gotten positive. People have said, you know, the word awesome comes up. <laughs> I know it's an overused word, but I think, you know, when you think of walls, uh, you know, I was, I'm, I'm here in New York now, and there's right on Houston Street, which is the sort of the border between NoHo and SoHo, there's a, a giant walls are meant for climbing uh, poster on a, on a wall. There's <laughs> something so great about having that on a wall. Mm. And, you know, this you talk about eyeballs, it's probably seen by... 15 or 20,000 people a day just walking past. Yeah. Yeah. A funny little anecdote, you know, you you don't, you don't normally put cities together with climbing walls. Of course, there are now many indoor climbing walls in cities and in rec centers, but I have a niece who's, I think 17, she's a high school senior and she is a major climber Mm -hmm. and she grew up in New York city, lived in New York city apartment. And at the age of five, I remember her literally climbing walls. This was like spider woman, spider girl. Mm -hmm. And the playgrounds didn't offer the challenge that she needed to really challenge herself physically. <clears throat> and so it wasn't until later that she took these sort of innate skills and desires. And she's now, I noticed that um, U.S. Climbing is a partner with the North Face. And she is a competitive, she goes to U.S. Climbing competitions in both ropes and in climbing and uh you know, if she had had something like these, what we're proposing to put in, uh, what we will be putting in, you know, just in a regular playground, it would have been that much easier for her to sort of, yeah. you know, get her skills going. But these these are great for, and it's going to be for children, for boys, for girls, for adults, and you know, very much equality of access. And you know, girls uh, need those opportunities to say, you know. I can climb. I can compete. So, Adrian, tell us a little bit about um, how the million dollars is going to be used by the trust. Um, you know, how does that work so, in terms of you know the outlay? Well, we have identified um, six target cities that we're going to look at, um, ranging from very big to fairly small. So, New York, San Francisco, Oakland, Denver, Seattle, and Bozeman, and you know maybe even some others. We're going to look to do at least three walls or boulders, but you know depending on the kinds of partnerships we might engage in with local parks agencies, we might be able to stretch that gift even further and do you know share some funding and see if we can spread that out. So, we're going to do one in the next year. We're looking at sites now, and we're going to have at least three done by 2020. And you know, frankly, I think we'll do more and. You know, part of this is getting these out there and then having people get really enthusiastic about that and spreading the message out and getting other communities to want to do the same. One of the things you were talking about was, Adrian, you were talking about how the walls were meant for climbing are was plastered on a wall in New York City. You guys are doing so much and from the North Face side in terms of taking out a full page ad, you have products featuring this campaign you are really sort of plastering this message everywhere. Is this is it different from what you've done in the past in terms of cause focused campaigns? It sound it seems like you're going really big with this awareness message. Obviously, you're putting your money where your mouth is with this million dollar donation. But um, talk a little bit about that that cause awareness as a message for you for North Face. It, it is different, um, and actually, this is the first time we've we've done a campaign in the summer. So there's a lot different about it for the North Face. But I think um, you know, the, the team was very excited when we were, you know, when we were talking about you know, the concept of walls are made for climbing and, and how we wanted it to roll out. And um, to, to, instead of having our philanthropic work be separate from a campaign, have it be a part of the storytelling, it, um, it, it really is a change. And I think something you'll see more uh, from the North Face going forward is to when when we do a campaign, look at you know how how to align 
our, our good work with, with the story that we're telling through the campaign. And is that because, um, and, and this is, I was just going to ask if, if that was from, are you saying that because it's, it's gone well so far, you're getting positive feedback, or is this just more of a strategic shift um, on your part in terms of where you want to be headed with campaigns like this? Incorporating our, our philanthropy with our marketing and our storytelling, they, they've been pretty separate uh, historically. So mm-hmm. you know, whereas our consumers might have a, a good feeling that the North Face is doing good work and, and, and supporting things that are important to them, they, they may not be aware of the specifics because we, we don't talk about it a lot. Um, so I think mixing this, the, the, you know, supporting great organizations like Trust for Public Lands that we've been looking for ways to work with, with our campaigns is a, is a, a, a new and good strategy for us. We agree. And from, from, from our end, uh, we found it really terrific to, you know, often, you know, when you're working uh, on the nonprofit side and trying to partner with corporations, you're working either with, the philanthropic side with the corporate foundation or with the marketing side. And as sometimes they're not even really speaking to each other. Uh, they're sort of separate silos. Very true. This was so integrated. This is really thrilling to have it so integrated. And it also involved on our end having our uh, – corporate sponsorship woman, Mary Schranko, working with our chief marketing officer, Shannon Morgan Stearns, who, by the way, comes from Camelback, uh, also in the oh. outdoor industry. And so they so they can provide a seamless sort of, on our end, also do the marketing and promotion of this through our website, through our Facebook page, through our Twitter feed, and so on. So it's, um, I'd like to think this is the most sophisticated corporate partnership we've done. And um, what's exciting about it is people are really noticing it. So the you know, whether it's the traditional media, like a full-page ad in the Times, um, the electronic, the social media, the in-store um, promotions, it's all working really well for us. It's giving us a visibility we never could have – we could have spent a lot more money and never gotten that kind of visibility. No, so it's yeah. a great thing for us, yeah. not just what we're going to do on the ground, but it puts us you know, squarely in the eyes of other corporations who might want to partner and also say, hey, this cause-related partnership really mm-hmm. ma- really means something. Yeah. You know, I'm curious too, Adrian, um, how much of a priority is growing your audience at the Trust for Public Land? I expect already that you folks already have probably a pretty large engaged audience. Uh, but when we look at other organizations, especially in New York City, like the National Audubon Society, they have grown their audience tremendously the past few years. As a matter of fact, I think in 2014, they had like 35,000 people spread across their social media handles. Now they have over a million. Um, and now they're putting those people to work. Is the is the trust for public land, is your focus too on building an engaged audience online? Oh, absolutely. It couldn't be more important. And you know, we're, we're kind of, we're the small, like we try harder organization. We're not nearly as big as some of the better known conservation groups like the Nature Conservancy yeah. or the Sierra Club, or even locally, we have to compete for attention with things like the Central Park Conservancy, mm-hmm. um, you know, others that are better funded and frankly better known. And we've spent you know, decades doing quietly doing land deals and sort of under promising, over delivering and not you know, hiding our light under a bushel. We're going in totally the opposite direction now. We understand that we have to get out there. We have to spread the yeah. word. We have to be a presence in social media. And this will be enormously helpful. And we it's it's something that we 
knew we wanted to do, and we couldn't be happier than to have this yeah. kind of a partnership well, with such a well-known global brand. Well, you know, too, though, I think you really have the wind at your back, too, in organizations like yours, because I think there is such a big interest in this right now uh, from Absolutely. consumers and from people in general. And, you know, Megan and I love to see it, and we've talked to other organizations, too, but you know, it helps that I think what you folks are doing, it really is trending. And to have that wind at your back makes a big difference. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I spent my entire career in urban parks, and it's really a, a golden age right now for parks and cities. Cities across America are investing literally billions of dollars in building new parks and greenways. And, you know, millennials are kind of saying, hey, you know, we, we don't want to move to suburbs. We want to stay in cities, but yeah. we want to have the outdoor lifestyle. We want to be able mm-hmm. to get to the outdoors, and, and we want to be able to kayak, hike, and climb in the cities. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's this huge sea change in terms of how people you know get outdoors and recreate and where they want to live. And, you know, I think that um, – the North Face and other companies who are astute are noticing that and saying, let's let's go to the people where they live and say that, you know, your outdoors lifestyle can happen in Brooklyn as much as it can happen in Bozeman. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, we look at even our athletes, you know, they're not on mountaintops all the time. They're also at home in New York City and in Denver. And, uh, you know, we want to we want to support our community wherever they are. This is, um, I'm, I'm interested to hear from both of you. This is a new campaign for both of you. It's a new partnership for both of you. What surprised you thus far about either of those things? What has surprised us? Yeah, like, have there been any uh, surprises? This is all new for both of you. So I'm just curious to know well, as you, you know, as you're looking back. Familiar. Yeah, you know, I mean, sure. Um, Adrian referenced his, his chief communications person being from Camelback. Well, I know Shannon. I worked with her when she was at Camelback. <laughs> you know, so, and, you know, and, and, you know, we started talking to Mandy and Mary five years ago when Conrad Anchor uh, introduced us to the idea of urban parks. So, you know, the interesting, so it's, it's, there, there haven't been a lot of surprises. It's, you know, the Trust for Public Lands have been mm-hmm. easy and fabulous to work with. And um, we're going to, you know, it's going to be a one plus one equals five sort of equation. Um, I, I would say the, the surprise for me um, is that, I'm a little surprised that we went so big so fast with mm-hmm. such an yeah. uh, such a well-regarded company as the North mm-hmm. Face. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's um, it's kind of like being the startup professional sports team. You know, suddenly going to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. You know, this is this is the big leagues for us, and yeah. So we know we need to to you know this is just phase one. We need to now deliver and make sure that the North Face stays happy with us. And we we have a track record of uh, under promising, over delivering, but we can't. We can't weaken on that now. So that's the surprise is that such a big brand, they could have gone to um, to bigger dogs and they came to the smaller sort of feistier dog. Mm. We're, we're big fans of yours. Yeah. <laughs> that's great to know. Well, you know, and, but, uh, but it, it's smart though, too, in the sense that it, you know, in, in the sense that you can tap a dedicated audience there too, that, you know, and I find this more from companies too, is that they are searching for those organizations that may have a large, engaged, loyal audience and an issue that they care about. Mm-hmm. And they can dig into that area a little bit more instead of going somewhere else where they are just one of many organizations that are working. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's a, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity in that space. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's, what's the the final line from uh, Casablanca? We, we certainly hope this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we certainly will be interested to uh, see how this all progresses. 
Um, Anne and Adrian, this has been so interesting to hear a little bit more about walls are meant for climbing. If people want to learn more about the campaign, how might they do that online? Um, they could go to the northface.com backslash walls. Great. And we'll and, be sure. Uh, to, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of connections there. Right. Yeah, and, that, and that'll feed into us. Otherwise, you can go to you know, www.tpl.org. And um, Joe wanted me to make sure that, say that you can follow me on Twitter or follow us on Twitter. I'm at, um, at Adrian underscore Benepe, and then we're at TPL underscore ORG. Great. And we'll include that all in the show notes. Joe, how about you? Where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me minute to minute uh, talking to Adrian TPL and to North Face at Joe Waters on Twitter. Uh, make sure to visit SelfishGiving.com. Sign up for my email newsletter and get my five-day mini course on cause marketing. And don't forget all those pins on Pinterest. Pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for Engage for Good at Engage for Good, which is also where you can find show notes for today's episode, EngageForGood.com, as well as SelfishGiving.com. And while you're online, be sure to subscribe to the Cause Talk Radio podcast in iTunes or Google Play so that you do not miss an episode. And on behalf of Anne and Adrian and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. 